thank you for joining us on The Skeptic Sidekick, where we delve into ancient societies, the ghosts, the paranormal, UFOs, all looking at it from the perspective of the true believer and from the skeptic perspective. Joining me, my partner, my co-host, my sibling, Kimber Rodriguez. Myself, I am Richard Gregg. And again, let's look into being the skeptic psychic. Hello, hi. Thank you for coming to the skeptic psychic where we like to look at everything skeptically and psychically. With me today is uh, my miraculous, fabulous, marvelous, and divine, stupendous sister of mine, Kimber Rodriguez. Hey, how are you this week? I'm doing fine. How are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. I'm glad it's Thursday. Wish it were Friday. So just waiting for the weekend to come. Wish it was a Sunday because that's my fun day. <laughs> you know, I never understood that because... Monday, you have to go back to work. So shouldn't Saturday be the fun day? Well, it all depends, you know, because, you know, it's like, it's always been a manic Monday, you know, I wish it was a Sunday. <laughs> it yes, didn't rhyme. Also with us tonight, uh, Kimber, would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, um, our guest tonight is Amelia Rivera. And how do you pronounce your... Other last name? Uh, Darker. Darker. I mean, I'm sorry about that. I should have asked you before we went on. It's um, all right. I, I just go by Amelia, like share, you know? Yes. <laughs> there you go. And Amelia is here tonight with us to discuss uh, chakras and how she uses that and incorporates that into um, her tarot readings as well as mm -hmm. with healing um, spiritually and physically. Um, so you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself tonight? Sure. So um, my name is Amelia. Uh, I um, I have been really into the chakra systems probably since I was in high school, I would say. So well over 20 years. Um, and I just, I really have found them uh, quite fascinating that we have these energy systems, which is what um, chakras are. They're like, they're, it's um, Sanskrit for... Um, energy wheel or energy circle. I'm not quite sure of the translation. And it's it's the idea that we have these, these um, energy circles inside of us. And when they're all functioning correctly and at the right speed and they're all balanced and they're all balanced with each other, then that's kind of when we find alignment in ourselves and it helps us enter flow state. And, you know, it's usually when your body feels really good and you, you kind of feel a little invincible you can really do anything you know it's like when you finally sit down to write that book when you feel in alignment you just start going for it or you know if you want to run that marathon so it's it's about even though it's not something you can see or you know in a tangible level or touch it it is very important um, for your health i think to keep your chakras um, aligned and open and balanced because they can either be blocked or they can be um, over open over you know balance on the other side and that can lead to like um, like if your sacral is overly open it can lead to like anger management issues um, and things like that or if you know your crown chakra is too open then you're not grounded and you tend to have accidents because you're not really focused on the 3D realm that you're in. So it's really good to keep it all 
aligned. And and the chakras, I um, what I love about them is they're really um, international. Like, you know, it's not just from the Vedas. It's I mean, they're it, it's you find texts about it in India, and you find texts about it in Mexico. Um, and the Himalayas, you know, I mean, it's it's a very internationally accepted idea that we have energy within us that needs to stay aligned and balanced for us to live a healthy, full life. All right. Uh, I just got a quick question here. Uh, uh, were you taught by a, uh, a, a leading authority or were you self-taught when you uh, got into doing chakras? Um, I think it was sort of self-taught, um, just an interest in them. And then out of college, uh, my roommate, is she's a, a very wonderful um, tarot reader, and she also was into chakra. Mm. So she kind of helped me. I now actually take uh, courses online with uh, this woman, Dr. Athena Paracas, who teaches um, really wonderful um, crystal healing classes and um, other modalities of healing. So she's kind of my, at the moment, like my go-to um, person that's helping me really elevate. So. Okay. Yes. Um, we oh, have Judy a, Hall, of course, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yes. The great Judy Hall, you know, I mean, I have probably all of her crystal books and in, and in them, in the introduction, she talks about chakras and almost every one. And that's kind of, I guess where that started. So. Oh. Um, we have a comment on Twitch. Um, Pooh Sickle says that you are so beautiful and they would like to come to your window and play the mandolin and serenade you with the music. Oh, Thank you. I, I think my husband would object to that, but thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that it's international because I know most people, when they think of like chakras, they think of like Hindu and, and Indian cultures. Um, so it's, it's really interesting to find out that, that it's practiced and known throughout the world as, as being this, um, this method of, well, energy i guess you you could say in a sense yeah just it's accepted you know in all languages and and texts that it's that this that we all have this so it's yes. important to keep it you know it's it's wonderful it's kind of like an international language i guess yes um and i know you mentioned you use the pendulum to read uh people and i've experienced that do you also use any other items such as your tarot cards or any anything else? Um, I'm I'm trying to use a scanner wand. I don't think it's really um, it's a uh, resonating with me quite as much as I want it to. So I'm still working on that. But I really I really kind of stick to a pendulum. But you know when I do a tarot reading, I use chakra cards. So um, what I like to do when I when I do a full, you know, what I call like a full tarot reading, like which is an hour, hour and a half, I will lay out a crystal for each chakra. And I work with a nine chakra system. There's 114, but there's mm -hmm. seven main ones that are intrapersonal, which are within your body. And then I work with the soul star and the earth star, which um, are shared with spirit and ancestors. This one shared with spirit and the one down below is shared with ancestors. So I lay out nine and then I have the person choose a crystal that resonates with them. 
um, and I have them choose a crystal that they're kind of like, uh, and that gives me a nice base reading of where they have a blockage or where they have a, an open active chakra that they, you know, that's, that's doing really well and where they have a blockage. And then I usually kind of even just start the reading with that. Like if they choose, you know, the, the green or the pink one, that's usually the heart chakra. And I right away, I'm like, oh, great. You know, you are super open to receiving. You're a very compassionate person. You know, you're always looking out for others and, and you're open to receiving help and blah, blah. But then if they choose, like say they're kind of like, oh, I don't know about this one to say the clear quartz one that's usually the crown chakra. I'm like, but the thing is your spirit guides are trying to talk to you and you're not, you know, you need to now be open to them. So, you know, you're open to people on the 3D plane. Now it's time to open up to the people on five, six, eight, ten D. <laughs> so, right. And then yes. I do a chakra reading for, or I do a tarot reading for them. Well, for the initiative, uh, uh, when you said, uh, what are the seven main uh, chakras that uh, you do focus on? So the seven main ones um, are starting from bottom to top are your root, which is right at your sits bone. I like to say to keep it PG. Um, then you have your sacral, which is two finger widths below your belly button. Uh, and I should tell you, the, so the root chakra is your, it's usually red. And it's your grounding center. It's where you feel safe. It's where you find your security. It's where you find your balance. And then the sacral is two fingers below your belly button. That's your source of creativity and your inner fire. And that's usually orange. Two fingers above your belly button is your solar plexus. And that's yellow. And that's your sense of self. That's your, you know, trusting of the unknown, trusting of yourself, you know, believing, believing in yourself. And, and, and understanding who you are in the world and how you want to show up and showing up that way, which is a challenging one for, I mean, me included, for everybody at some point. So that one usually goes out of whack a lot. But, you know, I mean, yes. it's, it, we're human. So that's part of the human path we're walking. Right. Um, and then right, you know, right in the middle of your lungs is your heart chakra. And that's how you give and receive love to, to people, to animals, to your environment, just in general, um, it's the compassion center. And then right here, and that's green or, or uh, pink. And then right here is your throat, and that's usually like a medium blue, and that's how you communicate, whether um, speaking, singing, writing, musically, just however you communicate and, and bring forth your ideas to the world. So that's a, that's a really big one. And um, this one, you know, we all know is your third mm -hmm. eye. Yes. And this is usually an indigo. And so that's, of course, your psychic abilities, your ability to see beyond the 3D, um, things like that. I mean, that's pretty clear. And then right here, right at the tippy top of your head is um, usually like a clear or a, or a white and that is your crown chakra. And that is how you communicate with your higher self and your spirit guides and receive messages and things like that. Yes. So if you have any one of those blocked, does it also affect like your other chakras? It can. It definitely can. Um, 
I have yet to see, now granted, I have only been doing this a handful of years in public outside of family and friends. I have yet to see somebody come in where every chakra is blocked. It, it's usually one or two are blocked. Like, uh, you know, the heart chakra is blocked because they're having a problem with maybe like a family member and they, they're feeling a little unloved, but, and then their throat chakra is blocked because they don't know how to express it. So then we'll kind of work on, on that section or, you know, their third eye is blocked and their sacral is blocked because they really want to do something, but they just can't find the motivation to get up. And then they're also not really tapping into receiving the messages that can help them kind of, you know, get up and get moving <laughs> so that they. Right. Yeah. Cause I know when you read my chakras and you had said that my third eye was really open, but my root chakras were blocked. So I've always wondered, like, is that causing kind of like a conflict to where my intuitive abilities could be stronger if that root chakra was open, if that makes sense? Yes, absolutely. Because if your third eye is super open and your root chakra is closed, what happens is you're not balanced. So you're kind of always off in the clouds and and you, you kind of lose that grounding and then it actually even gets you to question your abilities because you're like, did I do that? Did I see that? Did I hear that? And, you know, but if your root chakra is open and balanced, then you're, you're trusting yourself and you feel safe in your, in your abilities. And you can, in, and that's when you start going, yeah, I did hear that. I totally saw that. Absolutely. You know, and then like, mm -hmm. you just, you trust yourself and you feel like you're on solid ground. Okay. Interesting. So um, I know you also teach a class on tarot and chakras. How long does it take on average uh, to learn this art form? I mean, I don't think you could ever say anyone's fully done uh, for chakras or, or tarot yes. classes. Um, I think, it, you know, it, it's ever growing, especially with tarot cards. I know you've talked about it, so I won't go too much into it, but there's always... Mm -hmm. There's a million different combinations. I'm sure if somebody wanted to do the statistics, there is a finite amount of combinations in a tarot deck. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's upward in the tens of thousands, which, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know if I'll ever do tens of thousands of readings to get through every potential <laughs> combination. Um, right. And then the same with the chakras, because I, I feel like I'm really guided when I do an alignment. Um, so it's really up to what my spirit guides are telling me, what the uh, patient's her spirit guides are telling me, you know, needs to be worked on. So it's really individualistic. So I don't think anyone could ever say, you know, I am the chakra alignment master. I've, I've done them all, you know, so. Right. Uh, just talking about uh, the energy flow. Uh, do you feel drained afterwards or it's, uh, Full of uh, energy or anything like that uh, when, uh, once you're done with uh, with the session? I, I used to. I try very, very hard um, now to stay like um, open so that it's more of a channeling of the energy, um, sort of what, what one would call like the hollow bone. You know, like I become the hollow bone and I just let spirit guide me so that when I am done, I have not actually exerted any energy as Amelia. Um, it's all been done through, um, through spirit and through the, through our guides and, and the other person's guides. 
Uh, I mean, you know, I, I couldn't do like two back to back because I do like to cleanse myself with some white sage and sort of, you know, give myself a minute to to regroup. But I, but I I luckily no longer feel super drained afterwards, but that's taken its own diligence to kind of bubble myself up to the energy to not bring it all into my own body. Right. Would you say that it's good? Cause I know um, people say that it's good also to cleanse before doing these things also to protect yourself from any energies or negative energies that might be brought in or so do you also cleanse yourself before and after, or is it just usually after? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I mean, you can't over sage in my opinion. <laughs> sage is your friend. It is. It is. And I mean, I also make sage bundles. I just think sage is an amazing tool that I think we all um, could benefit from. So I definitely clean myself um, very thoroughly. I'll clean the whole room in between clients if it's in person, which I haven't done in a while. But I'll clean my computer mm -hmm. after a Zoom meeting just to, you know, really make right. before and after. Obviously, I clean all my crystals because um, I do repeat them. Um, and then I, and I open a circle and I call in my guides and my guardians to protect me and the person that I'm, I'm working on. And then I close it after every person so that it's a new circle of energy. And it's, I sort of envision like a white light around us that keeps, mm -hmm. you know, that keeps us protected. Yeah, you you don't want basically the negative energies in the circle that you've uh, you've just opened going into the next client. So you, uh, that is a good point to close it first and then open a new one. Yes, right, absolutely. Yes. And I've taught I was taught that from day one. <laughs> right, right. And I feel that's important in any kind of work that you're doing when you're working with spirit or energy because you never know what's coming in with that person or. Mm -hmm what's you know what you're opening up when you go into that type of whether it's be tarot reading or chakras or reiki or anything that you're working with spiritually um even if you're doing contacting spirits um i feel like it's always important to do that to make sure you you protect yourself before and you cleanse yourself after and close that that circle so that way you're not bringing that on to your next client or bringing into your home or to your life as well. Absolutely. And then I always ground um, all the crystals and any tools I use to the floor, to the earth, to just let that, you know, right. just in case. I mean, I can't be over. <laughs> you can't be over. It's uh, overprotective once you start working with it, uh, this type of stuff. Exactly. You can't see it. So you just have mm -hmm. to know. But I trust that it's happening. So I do all these things to overprotect myself. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Do you prefer yes or no questions or broad questions? Like, say, uh, is my aura uh, being blocked by uh, something I've done or anything like that in the past, future? You know, yes or no? Or you know, more uh, detailed uh, question. I mean, it can be any combination. A, a pendulum, unfortunately, only does yes, no, or maybe. But you can definitely use it as a jumping off board. 
you know, if someone's like, hey, is this a past life thing or a present thing? You can absolutely use the pendulum to look at that. And then you go into the cards and, you know, all my cards have you know, just like they kind of, you know, they all have a chakra assigned to them oh, of okay. the seven. So it's nice. really useful when I'm doing tarot readings because it's always kind of a combination of a tarot chakra reading. So if someone asked if it was a past life, I would definitely do the pendulum. Probably say yes, because most of our problems are past lives. And then start pulling cards to look at it and see, you know, and if, and if say, you know, they all came up blue for throat chakra or majority throat chakra, I'd be mm -hmm. like, yeah, so let's look at this. Maybe you had a past life where you were shut down and you weren't allowed to to speak your mind or you weren't, you know, you had opinions that were devalued. And so you've become shy about speaking what you feel is right today in this life. And then we, and then we deep dive into that. And then if they want, you know, I could do like a quick, like five, 10 minute, just doing a throat alignment. If they want to open that up a little bit more to help them with their communication skills now, or, I mean, I've never had anything miraculous where all of a sudden they've become a pop singer, but I, you know, I, <laughs> they maybe will finally send that email to somebody or, or, you know, text the, the cousin that's been bullying them. So, you know, it's, it kind of mm -hmm. helps. I like to empower people to be in their flow. I think right. that's what it is. Yes. Um, I know you had explained uh, to me in the past how the pendulum works, but I don't remember exactly. Um, could you share that with us is exactly how it works? Like with the yes, no, and maybe. Yeah. Um, I think the video, yeah, we're on the video. So yes, this is wow. my, <laughs> my favorite one. It's a clear quartz. It's just a nice basic one. So before, sorry, my, I had a little hiking accident. Um, <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I always just, whenever I have someone, I always let them see it. So I go, okay, please show me. Uh, please show me yes. Please show me yes. Please show me yes. So you can see when it's yes, it's swinging towards you, towards the camera, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Please show me no. Please show me no. Please show me no. Please show me no. So now you can see the no has gone the other way. And then please show me, I don't know. Please show me, I don't know. And then it goes in a circle. So I always do that first so that they don't think I'm making up the answer. <laughs> right. Um, and then, so I don't know if you want to ask a question, either one of you. Rick, do you have a question? Uh, let's see. I mean, we could even start with something simple as like, okay. is my name Rick? <laughs> is my spiritual guide DM Greg? Is his spiritual guide DM Greg? It's saying yes. Nice to know that my grandfather is just looking out for me. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yes. So, I mean, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty simple, but I mean, if I was doing like, say Rick, I was going to see if you would like, I can check your chakras. Okay. 
real quick. Go right ahead. Sorry to all of those on audio. I'll try and verbalize what happens. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, I've gotten a little tangle here. Uh, yep, that's my life. Tangled. And... <laughs> it is? Yes. Yes. Oh, dear. This looks so silly. Here we go. Okay. So, same thing, just real quick. Can you see it? Yes, I can. Show me yes. Or open. Show me no or blocked. Show me no or blocked. Okay, so now it's the same thing. Right. Okay. Is Rick's root chakra open? Is Rick's root chakra open? Yep. Yes, of course. Is the sacral chakra open? Oh, yeah. You are on creative fire right now. Like, you have got a lot of fires in, or irons in the fire. And a lot of great ideas. Yes. Is the solar plexus open? You don't know. You don't know. So, it feels like... Um, Maybe a couple of those projects are a little more daunting than you want them to be. And you're not really sure how you're going to go about doing it. And that's creating a little bit of like, should I really be doing that? So it, it doesn't feel dire, but it, it just, it feels like a couple of things are a little bigger than you know how to tackle them at the moment. Right. And that's okay. Is the heart chakra open? I'm going to say yes, but is the heart chakra open. Yeah. Yes. Is the throat chakra open? It'd be weird if it was no, because we're all talking right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pretty good yes. How about the third eye? Oh, yeah, that was a big. Definitely. Thing. Definitely. Yes. And the crown chakra. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it seems like you're pretty in alignment, which... Makes sense because it does feel like you have a lot of things that you're working on and, and they're feeling very in flow. Like they're just very easily unfolding and things are just like, oh, that's exactly what I needed. Oh, thanks, universe. That's exactly what I needed for that. So right. that's wonderful. And that's the goal I try to get to with every client is to, you know, get them to a place where they just feel like their life is in flow. All right. Uh, speaking of clients, what... Uh... What uh, what do you uh, think? Uh, what do you wish the clients would consider before an appointment with you? Um, I just hope that they come in open minded, and that they will realize that it's it's usually not a one and done, and that's not me trying to get them to come in. Like they're welcome to come in once, and I'm happy to, you know, discuss with them that they could. You know, I'm like do some breathing exercises when you go home, you know? And, and it's like, and when you feel that moment of like, like take a deep breath and you're not, yeah, I can do that. Or if you have a, you know, a solar plexus, a fear of the unknown, just walk right through it. And, and so it's like me helping balance the chakras and open it up can last a very long time. I mean, I actually have someone that just texted me that we did a session 
a year and a half ago. And he was just like, I think I need another one. And I was like, I'm so glad the last one lasted a year and a half, you know, like that's the yes. goal. Right. Um, but it's just, it's like, come with an open mind. Don't expect a, a miracle. You know, it's, it is going to, you know, it could go out of whack again. Um, it's not a one and done two minute thing. Like everything's solved for the rest of your life and understand that you do have to, you know, do some work yourself, but this is just to help you. I guess, begin, begin where you need to at a better position than when you walked in the door or came onto the Zoom call. Yes. Um, just out of curiosity, how many people, once they find out what you do, ask for free readings? And how do you handle that? Because I know it's not very ethical for people to be like, oh, give me free service. <laughs> um, it, it happened a lot more in the beginning. And I kind of would squirm around. I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. When when we have time, when we have time. And, and then, you know, if I was like visiting someone for the weekend, mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, well, it's Sunday night and we didn't get to it. And right. So maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, you know, every now and then, like my mom wants a tarot reading, of course, I'm just going to. Oh yeah, I mean that's mom. Right. <laughs> I, I remember an old joke where the psychiatrist and the doctor are talking at a party, and they're both swapping notes about the, uh, you know, how people ask, you know, ask them free advice, that sort of thing. And the psychiatrist's like, uh, you know, doc, I still, I really got this uh, sharp pain in my my side. And the psych and the uh, doctor looks at him and says, "Now I know why I hate my mother." <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, I know. I get it. I think it's because I grew up. My, my father's an attorney, so he's mm -hmm. always getting asked for free advice. Really right. I learned from him how to circumvent. <laughs> yes. But I don't mind. I mean, you know, it, it is good. I will say free readings are not always bad. Mm -hmm. um, it can, you know, especially when you're starting out, it can be good to help build um, a community, have, you know, people talk about it, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, I, Amelia did this thing and blah, blah, blah. And so it, they're not all bad, but yes, if it becomes a consistent thing or if that's all people want, then that's a little like, oh, come on guys. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, every now and then there's certain people, if, if they ask, I'd be like, sure. Cause I know you're going to tell you know, 10 other people. And then from that, I'll probably get a couple paying clients. So it's worth right. it, to me, which is nice. And some of my very old, not old, but like, you know, one of my first few clients now, I like, they all have a little discount code if they want to get readings. Mm -hmm. um, so I try and, I try and be good, you know, nice to the people that were there for me in the beginning. Right. Right which I think, yes. and it's been, you know, and it helps and then they get referrals and they get free readings and it's, it's right. <laughs> it's like the, the old, uh, uh, commercial, you know, I, uh, I told two friends and my friends told two friends and my friends, friends told two friends and so on and so on and so on. Exactly. Yes. I think that was AT&T, wasn't it? No, uh, it was a shampoo commercial. Was it? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> it was too long ago. 
Yeah. I mean, I remember the thing, but I just, yeah, I don't remember the product either. <laughs> right. So um, what else can people do to help bring their chakras uh, back into alignment, um, such as yoga, meditation? Um, uh, yes. No. Um, <laughs> yes, no. all of it. <laughs> yes. Next question. Um, no, absolutely. Yoga is number one. I wish I could say I did yoga on a regular basis. I do not. Should I? Absolutely, I should. Because um, yoga actually also comes from the same kind of idea of, you know, aligning everything and, and, and you know, it, it is based around the chakras as well. Mm-hmm. So doing yoga poses does help keep in alignment and all the yoga poses, they are actually associated with the different chakra. So even if you're not, you know, fully doing it like a, like an experienced yogi, just doing the stretches and the exercises opens up um, the different energy circles, energy sources. So it, yoga is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful way to keep your chakras in alignment. Um, because again, you feel better. Like it's, it's really about your body feeling better um, and feeling like it can, you know, function. And you're like, okay, yeah, I, like I, I got, you know, you're not like ugh, aches and pains. Um, meditation is a beautiful way to do it. Um, listening to solfeggio sounds and, and Hertz frequencies, they all have a chakra aligned to them. Um, do I have it memorized? No, but like by 32 is, is the heart chakra. You know, so if you want to listen to that, um, I don't know if you know much about Solfeggio sounds, but what, yeah, what's super cool about them is like they've done a lot of tests with them with water. And when they play it in water, the water changes into these really beautiful shapes and we're made of water. Right. Definitely. So, yeah, so it actually has a, a very deep effect on us. Again, we can't see it. It's all inside, but it's like, they have been able to make it something visual that you can actually see the effect the sounds have on you. And then there's, you know, you can just go on YouTube and just type in, you know, chakra alignment, solfeggio sounds, and you'll find all kinds of things and meditations, which I think is um, really wonderful um, to be too rated R, but orgasms also. (laughs) (laughs) We're PG-13, so you're good. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's true. It, it, they, it, it will. It can. Um, so that's that's very useful. Um, you know, I think um, any kind of like um, a salt bath is really good for, for helping to draw any kind of toxins. And it, it's not necessarily that it, it aligns it, but it does help remove blockages so that if you know if you're working like say you just went and did an alignment and then a couple days later you're feeling off i would say take an epsom salt bath that should help take out just the little tiny bits what do you suggest uh if someone's allergic to, to salt they're allergic to salt well smudge yes. smudge i would say some white sage smudge and if you can't do smoke um everybody makes a spray like everybody makes a um, some kind of water-based um, spray. If you can't do that, if see if you're, I mean, if you're like just salt, even just a bath is really 
nice because it kind of suspends you and it gives you that chance to stop using your body in a way so that you can, you know, get your, yeah. get your alignment back together. Yes. What is your take on essential oils? Cause that's something that I use quite frequently is essential oils for mood, um, as well as physical and different things like that. Absolutely. No, oils are wonderful. Um, I think smell can have a lot of impact on, on you. And, and I actually use essential oils on the different chakras sometimes. If I usually won't do that on just anybody, it has to be somebody that I know is okay with it because mm -hmm. you have to, you know, touch the body and that can, that can be another thing, which is fine. Right. Um, but yeah, and definitely, you know, like if you're trying to open the sacral, I would say use some cinnamon or use some neroli oil or something like that. If you're trying to open the crown, you know, get into some jasmine. Um, if you're trying to open up, um, the throat chakra, get, you know, get a little Ylang Ylang out or something like that, or even like, um, yarrow, which is, which is actually blue. Um, which really helps with that. So definitely, I think essential oils can have a lot of impact on the chakras and can also be a good way of doing something at home. If you don't, you know, if you don't want to have a full session or if you just want to have a quick little tune up that you can do yourself. Um, and you can even, you know, mix them. I mean, it's, it's all, you could almost do it intuitively, but I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, if you really wanted to focus on a certain, um, chakra i'm i'm sure there's essential oils associated with each one i can't name them all off the top of my head because i don't do a lot of aromatherapy but i do love it and i do think mm -hmm. that it's a wonderful way of healing yourself and you know using your olfactory system which is an amazing yeah. human thing that we can do in the first place so right my i used to work for a physical therapist who also did uh she was also a yoga instructor and she used to have a um, poster in her office of each chakra and what oils to use with it. And I wish I could remember which ones they were, but I know there was quite a few that, that she relied on for different um, chakras and stuff. I love that. Well, I do use a book. I don't know if I can show it. I'm not trying to promote other people, <laughs> but um, I have a book. I have a book. And in the book, <laughs> well, I, it, if you want to show it, I can give credit to the author. It does, <laughs> the no, it does go through each chakra and it gives you like crystals to use, oils to use. It even goes in depth into like which um, gods or goddesses to to focus on. Again, if you mm -hmm. if you can't use oils, if you can't use salts, you can't use crystals for any reason or if you just don't have any of them. Mm -hmm. You know, and you and you just want to mentally um, call in that energy. You know, it gives you all kinds of different ways to look at the chakras, and, and it even gives you like tarot cards to look at if you're into that. So it, I I really think the chakras are very um, permeating in the world of of spiritual healing, energy healing, divination. All the thing. I mean, I don't think they stand alone as their own. Mm -hmm. I think they they're everywhere, and I think they're incorporated into just about anything because they're us. They're the energy systems, you know, that we've all had 
for eons and eons and eons. And I think they're more attached to our soul than our mm -hmm. actual human body. If that makes sense. And I think that's why past lives, like you brought up before, will carry over because your energy system carries over mm -hmm. if you believe that, which I do. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on not only past lives, but like our, um, our ancestors? Cause you know how there's this theory now that a lot of what we carry with us now is brought over from our ancestral line. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of like a sins of the father type situation is what you're talking mm -hmm. about, Kim. Yeah. Like, you know, my grandfather grew up in the depression, so he was, very um he had a problem with scarcity and and money and so now i have that same issue where i'm like worried about money and mm -hmm. there's never enough but i've never experienced that but i still have that that feeling and they say that that's through your ancestors i definitely think that can be a thing um i don't i do believe it I do. I what I am actually trying to personally figure out is like where does that intersect with your past life where that wasn't your lineage? You know what I mean? Like the mm -hmm. lineage of Kim Rodriguez is yours alone, but your past life, you know, was whatever your last past life was, does not have the same lineage as Kim Rodriguez. Right. right? So it's kind of like why I'm kind of struggling with is like, where do the two, how do they meet and intersect? And like, what's their connection? What's, what's their intersection? Okay. <laughs> right. Um, but I do believe that because, you know, we are here and we were born in this time, in this life, in this body, in this family, in this lineage. And so, yes, I do think there are some things that have been imprinted. And I think maybe mm -hmm. part of it is that family members could have also been involved in a past life. So I feel like maybe mm -hmm. that's where the intersection is, is that you are, you know, reconnected with somebody else because you got something to figure out. Um, and I don't know if like with your father or grandfather living in the depression, if that necessarily means you have to have a scarcity issue, I think it mm -hmm. means you could have one. Right. We're finding that you've had one. Maybe that would be something to examine. But maybe mm -hmm. if you're not having one, perhaps it's because your grandfather actually figured out how to make it work with very mm -hmm. little. But he figured out how to make it work to the point where he wasn't terrified of having as little money as he did. Well, he also mm -hmm. used to say that during the Depression, he was always the uh, the one person that would always uh, find uh, work. Uh, basically, he'd be. 10 or 11 years old and be walking down the street with a pocket full of change. I love it. So yeah, he didn't have that mentality of, of fear. He, he, mm -hmm. he figured out how to make it work. But I think in the, in the turn is that you guys figured out, you always figure out how to make it work. And so you don't have a scarcity mentality because you weren't imprinted with that. But going back to the chakras, that is your earth star chakra which is the one deep, deep in the earth. And that's all your ancestral work. So I, I do believe it is important to acknowledge your lineage and look at it and see what some of the overly used word traumas are, <laughs> uh, but also the successes. You know, I think, yes. I think everyone focuses on the imprinting of the negative. And I'm like, what about the imprinting of the resilience? 
that you know we we get and so that's where again i would go back if i thought someone had an earth star blockage i would want to focus on like hey you know what yours your grandfather's one that always had change in his pocket you know your grandfather's mm -hmm. the one that had the resilience to make it through the depression um with a smile on his face and mm -hmm. you know like clothes on his back and food on his table like that's the kind of thing that and that's going to help unblock anything if you do feel like you have a blockage with the ancestor and i do think it is really important to work with ancestor and, mm -hmm. and your lineage because I, I think there is a lot to learn there um I, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I, think it's, I actually think it's kind of fascinating. And I think other people's yes. history is really fascinating. No. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's one of the things that, that I do find very fascinating and I'd love to learn more about is you know, like heritage and ancestral. Uh, we were um, all growing up. We were told we, my great grandfather was half Chiricahua Apache. So I've always been very fascinated by that and proud of that to say that I have that Indian lineage in my family. So I, I totally agree with you. I feel like ancestral work is very important and that we should all know where we come from and where we've been. Absolutely. And it, to me, that also ties in with uh, reincarnation, you know, that uh, somehow in our heritage, uh, we may have been fam uh, not only family members, but friends of the family or something like that, that we've what kind of circle of life type situation where we've all been somebody's relative? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So I do think it is important to to look at that imprinting that I know has kind of been a hot topic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These days, but I guess I wouldn't overstress about it because in the end, I still have this very strong belief that in the end, the only thing that's really core is your soul and and the energy that you are as you move along so so basically you believe our bodies are meat shields and the real uh, per, uh real person inside is the soul yeah i guess you could live your best life i mean you are here you know don't don't waste it i think and i and so i guess that's why i I do really believe in chakra alignments because, you know, it's like if we're going to be here and we're going to do this thing and if we're going to be human and live this life right now, let's take care of it and and live it in in alignment and with flow and, you know, really like do the best we can so that mm -hmm. when we, you know, when we move on, we're like, well, you know what? That wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Um, so how should a client, client feel during and after the session with you? Hopefully they're just very relaxed. Um, that's usually the word I get afterwards. I go, how do you feel? And they always go, oh, relaxed and ready for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, well, you can stay here for a few minutes. <laughs> but luckily on Zoom, I can be like, cool, enjoy your nap. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <Click>. Sleep tight. <laughs> yes. I'm sure they've taken naps, you know, afterwards. But it it is, you know... It, it should be, I don't want to say an outer body experience because it's not. It's actually about coming back into your body. But um, mm -hmm. you should feel relaxed. You know, I ideally, if you have any pain, hopefully we've worked on that. You know, if you have like a shoulder and neck pain, that can also be a throat 
blockage. So, you know, if someone comes in and they're constantly like doing this, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to work on that throat. You know, if they're, or if they're constantly like rubbing their head here, mm -hmm. it's, you know, probably a third eye or if they're constantly rubbing their head back here, it's probably a crown. So I kind of look mm -hmm. at, you know, what they're doing or if they come in and they, and they're like, you know, holding their hands over their stomach, I'm like, oh, you have a solar plexus issue. Got it. You know? Yeah. So I try and I try it. I'm not a medical person at all, but mm -hmm. I do think the root of a lot of ailments rest in the chakras and, and the opening that and balancing that can alleviate a lot mm -hmm. of pain, maybe not a hundred percent, but manageable enough that maybe then they can take it to the hundred percent on their own. It's interesting because I've noticed like when we've done the tarot classes with Jason, afterwards, I always have a headache like right in here. It's like that pressure right in there. And I, I think it's because, like you said, trying to force that third eye open and, and fo really focus on it. <laughs> yeah. And that definitely, definitely can happen, which it's not a bad thing. I would say just rest it, um, maybe close it for a minute and, and bring the energy down to the root. So you're, you're balancing it out because like we talked about, you know, the light and the dark, it is about the duality and it, it is even mm -hmm. the balance of just looking at the body. Because if you look at the heart as the middle one, you know, when these three are really, really active, you got to make sure the bottom three are also balanced mm -hmm. and engaged at least. They might, they don't have to be super active, but they have to be engaged for your body to, to find that balance. Yes. So do you have any other questions, Rick? Uh, not really. Uh, we basically did cover just about everything that, uh, I was interested in and I'm sure they covered everything that you were interested in. Yes. Um, where can somebody contact you if they do want to schedule a, um, either a remote or a physical, uh, alignment or tarot reading? Well, I'm just doing remote at the moment, but they're more than welcome to email me. <laughs> at theintuitivehealingsanctuary.com um, or they can go to my scheduling website, which is intuitivehealing.as.me um, and they can see all of my offerings and sage bundles. I also make, I think they're pretty cool sage bundles, which I <laughs> don't have one at my hand to show you. Oh, <laughs> okay. idea. yes. I will definitely um, share that in our show notes so that people, if they want to contact you and schedule something, they can reach out for you. Thank you. Well, can I ask you guys a question? How, like, what, like, how is your connection with your chakras? I mean, I know we know Rick's are pretty open, but I mean, how is like, have you guys been involved with, with that modality a lot, or is it something that's just come up from the last couple of years of, of doing your podcasts and, and being more out in the world? I actually got more into the chakras. Like I said, when I worked with my boss, who was a physical therapist and she did yoga and she was really into the chakras. And I've always known there's a, an issue with my root chakra because I've always felt like I should be deeper, if that makes sense. I've always felt like I was just at the surface. Mm -hmm. um, and I do have a lot of anxiety issues. So that's one thing I, I've always known that I, I need to, to work on is trying to get that root chakra. And I know she had me do this test where 
she said that I was like reversed or something. It was like you put your hands on your chest and close your eyes and you ask a question. And it's kind of like a pendulum. You're supposed to sway like one way or the other. It's like you sway forward for yes or backward for no. And like, for me, it was like the opposite. When I went to ask, what is my name? I went where the no was supposed to be. And it's like, well, that's my name. So, so she said that somehow something was my solar plexus or something was reversed. Oh, so I needed to correct that as well. Hmm. So that's a new one on me, but good to know. <laughs> Look into that. Uh, me, I've been kind of fascinated with it ever since I saw my first poster when I was like nine or 10 years old of the, uh, the chakras, just the, the man in the lotus position and, you know, the, going through the seven chakras throughout the body. And, you know, there were a couple of other ones on there that it just fascinated me. I love that. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Just, yeah. Well, I would say, Kim, um, Ruby is a really good root chakra stabilizer, but it's a very gentle, loving one. So, you know, like you could, you could use like black tourmaline, which is a wonderful grounding stone. I think hematite can be a little heavy. It can really kind of like weigh you down. And, and some people are like, that's a little too strong for me. But a ruby is a really nice root chakra grounding stone. And it also comes, you know, with that, that compassion, that love and compassion of, of the red. And so that might be kind of a nice, you can even wear one like as a ring. You know, you don't have to get like a big old... That's, that's really interesting because my mother's favorite stone is the ruby and she's a very loving open person and she's very connected to nature and the earth so that's that's very interesting that that's that you say that because that reminds me a lot of the way she is as a person and that's being her favorite stone <laughs> i love that i do try and you know when i do alignments um i do try and pick different crystals for people and i try and, and i tell them about them so I, I don't, you know, I don't like to do the rinse and repeat. I think that's very Wash, boring. rinse, repeat. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think that's very boring and it does a disservice mm -hmm. to the person because they're right. an individual. So their alignment should be just as individual as right. they are. So yeah. try. Yes. <laughs> yep. All righty. So, uh, so do you want to tell everyone where they can find us? Sure. They can find us on uh Facebook at the Skeptic Psychic. We're also on Twitter. Uh, we do have a website, theskepticpsychic.com, where we you can contact us, news, uh, views, and if you have any ideas that you would like to uh, for us to talk about, you can reach us at contact at skepticpsychic.com. Is that correct? As well, yes, as well as our email info at skeptic psychic. And we also have our Facebook group where we invite people to come and and share their thoughts and ideas as well and that's also facebook i'm sorry that is on facebook, yeah, facebook. you're right <laughs> yes um and that is the skeptic psychic also we also are on apple podcast and wherever ever other podcasts are found and how do we like to be rated rick we prefer five stars, but we'll take any stars you give us. And we do like for you, if you say we suck, we'll work on it. So we like honest, open critiques and five stars. Yes, definitely leave us a review. Um, we do read reviews on air. 
And, and yeah. just, just to let you know, Poot Sickle did say he wants to fight for your hand in combat with your husband. And he's like, please let him know to expect me for battle soon. I, I wanted to say that till the end. He's Emily. Yes. My husband is a rather uh, fit man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Lucky for me. <laughs> but that's very nice. Thank you. I'm all right, glad. All right. Not a problem. Well, and I give you guys a five-star review for the interview. Thank you. Oh, oh thank you welcome. so much for joining us. <laughs> all right. And as yes. we close, we always like to say that we love you and, and unpleasant nightmares. Good night, everybody. Sweet dreams. Bye-bye.